Sale, this is Pastor Tanya Yola, actually known as Pastor Tan. I wanted to let you know that God is still good and it has been a whirlwind of a new year. And I hope that you've had a good new year. But some things were getting just some things were jogged into my memory, into my data bank on today. I know that was the Holy Spirit prompting me to say some things that most of the time, we don't recognize how the youth are. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. We have so much chaos. We have so much strife. We have so much grief. But I wanted to let you know, I am thankful for the youth that have been obedient, that have been listening, that have made my life interesting. They have been able to be rambunctious, but preserve, curious, and just outright sometimes outlandish. But it gives you a different perspective on being young. And I wanted to let them know that I love them for that because they give me an understanding that even though I am a seasoned woman and my minuet doesn't like me saying this, like I am salt and pepper. Okay. But I am very just happy when I'm around them and they make my heart jump and laugh at the same time. I know there is a lot of situations and occurrences where the youth are painted in a bad light, but for the ones that are doing what needs to be done, that's trying to balance having a social life with work or schoolwork or trying to make friends and trying to make sense of this world, I commend them because it's not easy. And then at the same time, I am so responded to when I was a youth and how wide eyed and just happy in some regards to learn some new languages, mathematics, English, history. I mean, all these different subjects. And every time I open a book and I was reading, it took me places where my heart did not, and my mind was able to go, but my heart wasn't there yet. So I wanted to kind of go and say to one young man, because 
every time I see him, he is always very, very responded (laughs) is a good word and also curious, but let it be made known. He is always being a peacemaker. So to Keon, Mr. Williams, I call him, I thank you. And to his parents, I appreciate you. And to all of the young men and women that I know, especially my children, Lavandria, Minuet, and Salmi, God has a blessing in everything they do and say. And having moments where I am surely grateful to God for having all of my children and for the ones that are not my children, such as Mr. Williams, it has been a bonus for me. Now, my topic is... Do not despise your youth. Now, you could take this in so many different ways. And I had to look at 1 Timothy 4 and 12 on today. And it was talking about instructions for godly living. Now, do they always as a youth listen? No. But they're learning just like we're learning. And it goes into the King James Version, 4th chapter, 12th verse. Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. 1 Timothy 4 and 12, let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Now, I was thinking of how going back when I first started to understand who God was, See, I used to study the Bible, and I'm going to be honest with you, because I grew up in a household that was of the faith, but not living it, not not even going and reading the word, but yet and still not doers of the word. Amen. And I can say that because I lived it. And honestly, I'm going to say it like I mean it. Um, Satan, demonics haters, jealousy, all of this stuff, you can have a back seat because it was true. So I wanted to let them understandably know that I used to read the word diligently at 12 years old. 
And it started when I was 10 because I wanted to know the word for myself because at certain times people would come at me and use the word, but yet it still weren't living the word. So then I will give them the same taste of medicine they gave me. (laughs) And isn't that kind of respondent and serendipitous? Because my children would do the same thing to me when I'm not um, doing something that I said I was supposed to be doing. Or mom, we're supposed to be going somewhere. Or mom, this is what you said that will happen. And I would sit there and I would, you know, and it wasn't something just so bad, but it was like, they are so a sponge. They would soak it up whatever you're saying, whatever you're doing. And if you're not the example that you're supposed to be to your children, they will let you know. I know they let me and my husband know. Even when it's not correct, they will let me know. So let's go back at 10 years old. I was reading the word and see, I didn't have any iPads. I didn't have any, you know, Googles and all this, uh, computer technology. But what I did have was my eyes and my fingers and concordances and Bibles and, you know, King James, new version, everything. But we had to go through that concordance to know the respondents to a certain scripture. So I would spend hours researching all of these different things. And see, for some people, they are not as keen as to how it goes for me. And see, sometimes I would not be in the TV. Television wasn't something that I was so keen on. But a book, and especially a good book, and especially the Bible, I would spend 8 to 16 hours in the Bible because I was just that articulate. I was just that, that, that gritty about learning. And I'm grateful for that because I do that today. But I wanted to let you know that, yes, I'm going to be 47 this year. And I'm very blessed and thankful to see those that year. But what I'm saying is that people will try to If they don't have that type of grit, they don't have that type of mentality. We'll try to take what you have that God gave you as a blessing and try to hinder you with that. And I see that so much in our youth. For some, they have that so beautiful, innocent, and so eloquently love for people. And the enemy will taint that even in the home, even with amongst their peers will taint that. And I see how much the emotion of hurt and pain can cause someone. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. 
See, sometimes we don't sit there and honestly have a conversation with our children and let them know how society can bring them down with their words. And sometimes they don't understand that their words are powerful and they speak life and death over you. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. See, this is what I used to have to go through when I was growing up in a household that didn't want to have me to succeed, that honestly did not want me to be successful in loving and knowing who God is, and then getting out of the situation that I was put in. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. See, certain people would like to see you stay in a certain state. And I must tell you like I mean it, Satan wants you to see you because they can let, and it's not the person, it's the mindset because of who they serve. Now, I'm going to say this also too, is that every time I listen to something or I hear something negative, I would sit there and I would put it out. That's not true. You can pick whatever you need to do, or you can learn this, or don't despond because you don't pick it up right away. See, that's the thing is that we despise our youth, but don't you know, we don't trickle, we trickle that down to the next generation. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. See, we take it to a different level. We give it to our children. And then you sit there and think that, oh, they're doing this or that. Wait a minute. They learned it from you. And if they didn't learn it from you, they learn it from their friends or their peers. And then you let it come into your house. Absolutely not. What do you mean, pastor? What I'm saying is that the good things that are developed in your children Stop killing them. Stop sitting there and choking them out. And I mean figuratively, not literally. But I mean that you sit there and you stomp on their successes. You stomp on them and you don't even sit there and give them a high five. And don't sit there and say, you know what, let's go. That's good. That's a really good job. I'm so proud of you. And I mean, because guess what? Sometimes the recognition and the admiration they receive from you, that's a lifetime of success. That's a lifetime of the things that you give to them that makes them grow. Not just the food, not just the technology, not just the games, not not just everything. The way that you present and give yourself to your children speaks volumes. The way that you love on your children speaks volumes. And when your children love on you, that speaks volumes. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Because for me, when I love on my children and they love on me, despite all the different things I went through, my God, That says so much about their character, about the love and the appreciation. I'm going to say this, that every time that children love on you, that's the best feeling. 
Now let me compose myself because I see so much and I'm responding to so much. I feel bad when I see all of these children losing their lives. I feel bad for when they're in a toxic or chaotic home. And you still see them smiling and still see them loving and still see them growing and being a mature adult in a child's body. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Y'all ain't going to like me, but you despise how these children are. And that translates into how you are in the word of God. I'm still fresh. I am. I don't mind saying my my age because even if I'm 98, I'm still going to feel like I'm 20 something because the Lord is my strength and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? See, even when I'm 98, I'm asking God to still stay with me and give me fresh anointing every day. See, some of y'all want to be stale around God. No, I still want to have living waters around God. Y'all don't hear me though. See, this is going to go over some people's heads. But for the ones that are really understanding and recognizing that the fresh anointing, that every time I go and I do what God says do, And I give it my all. Don't you know that's when the enemy wants to come and rise up in people because they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. They're not on the wall like you're on the wall. They're not sitting there and they sit behind titles and they sit behind this and they sit behind that. My education doesn't make me. What makes me is God. What makes me is the due the due diligence and the totalitarianism <laughs> to do everything that I need to do. And I had to honestly sit there and say, wait a minute, God, you place me in such a time as this in so many different places. And I had to tell someone because outlandishly, I I was like, Lord, let me pause for a few minutes. Because I understand that people don't realize who they speak to, whom they talk to, whom they know. And I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about the Christ that lives in me. See, some of y'all think it twisted. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. Some of y'all get it twisted that when you sit there and you speak to God's people, that you think that God is not listening, that you believe that you can say slighted remarks, be mean and stupid, downright uncouth. I said it and I mean it. You sit there and you don't think that God is not the one that's living and breathing in these people. All y'all don't hear me. Don't despise the youth. See, my age and my way of character 
does not <laughs> exclude me for what God is giving me in my life. God sits there and he opens up doors because I'm obedient, because I'm willing, because I am the example, not because of who I am. No, not because of what I've been doing. No. It's because I have asked God to let me stay a willing vessel. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. Oh, and some people will sit there and, and, and snicker and say, wait a minute. Your, your, your way, your journey is a little bit rigid and hard or, or wait a minute. You, you work so hard that you make us feel as though we're not doing anything. And I said, baby, (laughs) for some of us, you need to understand, don't sit there and stand still because all the trials and the tribulations that we have to go through and I'm learning how to fight every day, don't sit there. And as I love my husband and I quote him. I don't make you look bad. You make yourself look bad because you don't want to pray. You don't want to be working. And I'm talking about in the natural, but also in the spiritual. See, some things that when God gives it to you and he puts it in your hand. And I'm learning that every time he puts it in my hand. Every time these children are putting these lessons and these pencils and these pens and also their knowledge into these papers and into these different acknowledgments of who, what and who and when they have to be. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. See, this is going to go over some people's heads on today. See, I'm going to go back. See, I used to have to teach my children and I, and I did it for two years. And see, the pastor at that time and his first lady was like, wait a minute, you're going to school. And, and at the same time, you have to homeschool your children. See, she understood the assignment, but he was like, wait a minute, you still. And I said, first and foremost, do you understand that I know where my children have to go? And I have to get them there. Even when I am in a situation where that education process is not being able to produce at this time. So I need to make sure that I have a means for my children to understand me. A means to be educated. A means to keep up, not just with society, but with able to help them to have financial obligations and freedoms. See, I'm not just talking about in the natural, but in the spiritual. We do Bible in the year. And right now my husband changed it to Bible in a lifetime. We go through it. And and I pick up different things every time I listen to the word of God. See, that's being due diligence. That's studying thyself or prove unto God or work but not be not ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. See, the enemy will have someone to come into your camp to learn what you've been doing. And then when they see 
that you've been doing things better than them, they will sit there and taunt you and get upset and reckless towards you. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. Don't despise your youth. Don't despise what God has given you. Don't despise what happens in your life and then you make mistakes, but then you go back and you sit there and you say you're sorry and you apologize. But then the person wants to use you because you made the mistake. No, not today, Satan, not ever. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. See, some people want to sit here and analyze you for who you are and then get mad and upset when God reveals them who you are. And I've learned that every time that God reveals them that I have to sit there and I have a choice to either stay with it or move away. No, I'm going to move because I know that God has on, has me on to be able to not despise what God has given me. See, I may not be as young as so many people think, but don't you know, I still know that all throughout my life, oh, y'all don't hear me though, whether I'm 47, 22, or that 10-year-old, that 10-year-old is still in me. Every time I open up the word of God and I spend time with God, that's the me. That's the 10 year old in me. Every time that I analyze the word of God and then I go back into the apocrypha and then I go back into the different levels and concordance and the blue, blue line Bible and all the dif- different resources. And I look up words and then I see it in Hebrew and Greek. And then I come back and I put it back into my memory bank. And then God sits there and he shows me more. That's the 10 year old in me. Y'all don't hear me though. See, when God puts a good thing in you, He's going to make sure that it's fulfilled and if the purpose of you is birthed in you and then you exceed and then you go beyond what people think. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. That's why I tell everybody, do not despise what you see before you. Oh my God. And the all right, and I said, and I told my husband last night, I said the all right audacity of the enemy. That's when you know that you're doing right. That's when you know that you're hitting a nerve because some people want to sit here and think that they just sitting back, not just for a paycheck, but also at the same time, that's your character out there. That's your tenacity. That's your grit. There is something about when you do the work for God. That people slack off. And then when you come and they're asleep, then they see what's going on and they get mad and they get upset with you because you doing what God says do. Now, hold on. Let me calm down. For the people in the back, my tenacity, my work ethic, my grit, my character speaks volumes to me. And some people may not like it, but I'm telling you right now, because you asleep don't mean nothing. Let me tell you, don't despise the youth. Don't despise your youth. Don't despise what God has given you. Because guess what? What God has planted into you, you can give it to someone else. Not just your generation, but you can spill it out to someone else. Give it to the next generation. The education. The knowledge, the wisdom that you have, the fortitude, the little insights and tips. 
the things of how to dress appropriately, how to be able to make a resume, how to be able to sit there and have a conversation and be able to know what's going on. Stop sitting there and just, just, just soaking it up, but never giving it out. I'm supposed to be like a sponge. We're supposed to go into the world and teach them God's way. And, and at the same exact time, yes, they have a choice, but don't you know that every time that they choose to sit there and ask me a question, I am obligated as not just a pastor, not just as a prophet, not just as a minister, not just as a teacher, not just an evangelist, not just as a deacon or a deaconess, not just as an apostle. Come on now, I'm naming them all off. Not, not just deliverance ministry, but my obligation as a human being is to love them first and also teach them that I know who God is despite everything they go through. Y'all don't hear me though. Don't despise your youth. And at the same time, don't you know that every time that you give someone instructions to who God is, how God is, the interaction with God. I'm just telling you every time that I get on my phone and I'm, I'm doing what I need to do for my position. Don't you know a certain scripture would come up and it would ease my mind and my soul. And don't you know that's God feeding me. And yes, I do get up. Oh my God, I get up at three or four in the morning sometimes just for for me to hear from God before I have to go anywhere. Don't despise your youth. Don't, 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 don't get out there and, and get into this world society and not show compassion, not show love. When you see somebody that is in in a need, go fulfill it. Go, go and understand that, you know what? We need each other. It this, 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 in spite of the race, in spite of the culture, in spite of society, in spite of, because at the same time, when I go into an, an environment, whether I am abroad or in the United States, don't you know, let me say that. I'm going to say that one more time. Let me, let me backtrack. When I'm out in traveling abroad, don't you know that every time a culture has a perspective of thinking I'm with their culture, they will come and speak in their language and say, hello. And don't you know, I would sit there and I would speak to them in their language, not just to correct them, but to have human compassion. And when they recognize who God is in me, don't you know, that whole entire atmosphere shifts and change. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. I used to get bullied for speaking a different language. And don't you know 
that when I became to be of 11 years old, we went to, we went to Disneyland in Paris. Your old Disney. I remember it like it was yesterday. And I was speaking Spanish and French and German. And one of the, actually it was two, two people, a man and a woman. And they were French and they were in front, they were cutting the line. And I spoke up and I put my hand out and I pushed them out the way. And when I pushed them out the way, I spoke in French and I told them, you need to wait in line. The line was way back there. Now you need to get in it. And when I said that, the volume of my voice rose so much that when the people that were with me had heard what I said and they were perplexed and confused. And when we went through the gate, because I had to give the ticket to the gentleman that was there, he looked at me and he said, merci. And I said, merci beaucoup. And I told him, you know, thank you. And you have a great day. Now, when I went through the gate, my parents were saying, well, what did you say? And I told them what I said. And and I said, first I said, one, isn't that a coincidence that God put it in me to learn these different languages when you did not want me to have no type of acknowledgement of any languages? And my stepfather and my mother put their head down. And I said, number two, I told him and I told them first, step aside because you were not in this line first. We've been patiently waiting. Now you need to move. See, I've learned throughout the whole entire time of being in Germany that a lot of times And I hate to say it. Some of the French are rude. They would get in front of you and they're just that that's the way their culture is. And they consider you numb or don't understand their language unless you speak out. Now, when I say what I said, there is a certain type of understanding that the enemy doesn't really think. Come on now that you are a threat, they will sleep on you. The enemy will sleep on you and say, wait a minute. They haven't, they're only 10 years old. They're going to come out of it. Oh, come on now. Thank you. Holy spirit. They're not going to prosper. I'm going to stomp them out at 10 and I'm, I'm going to stop them at this point and I'm going to stop them at that point. But then God sits there and says, no, you will not. <laughs> thank you. Jesus. I'm testifying on today. No, you will not. You will not stop them coming out of the womb. You will not stop them when they're living in poverty. You will not stop them. Thank you, Lord. When they are overseas, you will not stop them. Hallelujah. When they are learning 
how to overcome. You will not stop them. But I will use this as a launching pad for them to grow, to mature, to be hidden. And then when I need them, they will have a voice and develop it in a tone that will send hell and know and break the chains. Oh, let me say that one more time. In my voice. I had to learn that my voice can heal and hurt at the same time. When I know that God is in me. And at the same time, that's when I knew my voice meant something. And at the same time when it happened. Every one of them shook because they said something. They knew they were like, wait a minute, this one, she's quiet. She's nice. She's all of this. But then when you sit there and you know the enemy is not right, then you need to speak up. You need to say what is right and what is wrong. And now it was the time. And it is the time now. Stop sitting here. Stop sitting here and letting the value of who you are diminish for what people say. Because guess what? People are going to be people. But it's the spirit that's in them. And that spirit, because we don't war against flesh and blood. The enemy will try to. Wreak habit in your life. And I had to learn how to speak up. And I still do that to this day. I don't play when it, when, when it comes to God, to his children, to the way that I am. I don't play. Now, I'm going to tell you, I don't mind speaking various languages. I don't mind sitting here and having a conversation with someone in a different language because it gives me an understanding their perspective, one. And number two, also at the same time, that lets them know that my intelligence level is on a different level. Please do not play with me. Oh, let me hear you. Let me, let me hear this. Let me tell you. Oh, let me, let me say this. Why is it? That when your children want to speak a different language or want to do something different than you have, playing the piano or whatever that they want to do, you want to sit there and say, no, I don't, I don't want them to get this and I don't want them to do that. Is it because of you lacking? Oh, come on now. Say, ow, come on. Go ahead and say it. But at the same exact time, instead of you lacking with it, why won't you go and pick up a book and learn from it? And then teach your children. Oh, y'all, y'all don't hear me though. Enemy mad now. Now let me translate that over to the Bible. Why is it that Paul was a learned man? Paul, excuse me, sat at the feet of Gamali. Paul knew Hebrew. He had to. Greek. He had to also know the Roman laws, rules and regulations. And the Hebrew laws. 
and all the different ones that when he traveled, he started learning the language. He started understanding what was going on and he wasn't tainted for it. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. See, at the same time, don't you know that every time that you sit there and you learn something new or something in inviting, I didn't know. I just love to understand why the Spanish language was so romantic and so apprehensive. And then I learned the French and I was learning them at both times because one was choppy, but then one was smooth. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. See, there is this different thing is that when you go to Rome, you, you put on the tassels and you, 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 you put on shoes and sandals and then you have the different cloths and everything else. And as they say, they have, we have this saying in, in Rome, do as the Romans do. Well, I'm going to tell you like this, when I'm here in Korea, South Korea, I speak the language. I understand their habits, but also at the same time, I had to learn that everybody assumes one thing about you, but then when you speak it, it becomes a different era. See, people like to live and say things around you because they think that you don't know their language. But once you do know their language, then you become a threat because now you're on the same level as them. Don't you know that when you sit there and you read your word, when you sit there and you give God his just due, when you sit there and you strive to do what God says to do, don't you know the enemy is upset because you are now on his level? You are now looking into the heavenlies of heavenlies and not down on this earth, not in the physical, but in the natural, because we are spirit and spirit and in truth, because you can sit there and see the enemy sitting there and conversing and you start seeing what the enemy is trying to construe. And then you can be able to sit there and go and get into your heavenly closet and say, God, I need you. Get into your warring position of prayer and on your knees and say, God, I thank you. You see what the enemy is doing. Can you prevent it? Can you be able to sit there and go and go and sit there, God, and and go and 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 disrupt the whole entire camp of what's going on? See, that's the thing. And your thing may not be learning languages. Your thing may not be your condensation, your understanding, your interpretation, your way of life, your way of thinking and your process may not be like me. But I'm thankful and grateful that I know what God has in me. And please don't despise what God has given me in my youth. And they were talking about Timothy. Timothy came under Paul and Paul considered him to be like a son to him. Timothy was one of the youngest of all of the ones that Paul was able to have underneath him. And don't you know, Timothy was his favorite because he came from a long line of women that believed and doing what God says do. Y'all don't understand me. 
for, for Timothy, Paul was the father figure that he needed. And also for Paul, that was the one that he was able to latch on to because of how his youth was. And Paul remembered how he was and that he wasn't the way that Timothy was. That he was persecuting the church. He was understanding the word of God. He was doing all of these things, but he really was going against what God was doing. And he didn't want that for Timothy. Y'all don't hear me though. I made my mistakes. But don't you know when you have a candid conversation with today's youth, they will sit there and say, you know what, Miss Tanya, thank you for telling me. Thank you for sitting there and letting me know what's going on. Thank you for honestly having that conversation with me and letting me know that my education and my knowledge and my wisdom is going to take me places. All despite what the education system has becoming. I don't care what they say. Your GPA the way that you listen to things and you comprehend things, everything is not going to always come with those individuals, even me. For me, I am not always a quick study. It takes me a minute to learn education-wise, Bible in the year-wise, God and my relationship-wise, my husband and me wise, my children and me wise. Y'all don't hear me though. See, some of y'all want to sit up here. I, I ain't got it all together. It ain't always just been me, me, me. I made some, you know, tomfoolery in my life. I made some serious, serious, serious indications in my life. I made so many decisions that were not good, but I'm so grateful that God did not let me go. I'm going to say that one for the ones and the people in the back. Y'all need to stop sitting there and putting down these young people. These people, these young men and women are trying to figure out what life is. Why won't you be the example that they need to figure it out in? Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. I don't, I don't sit there and do things just for edification. My whole entire inner, <laughs> thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. My whole entire being sits there. And has this thought process of why I do what I do. And then at the same exact time, my true intent always comes out because I never want to sit there and sugarcoat nothing. My true intent comes out when I am always learning and always listening and always considering the cost now. It took a minute, huh? Yeah, 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 Pastor. You know, hey, everybody ain't like me. Yeah, mm hmm. But don't you know that this time in my life, I have to savor every moment 
every time that I'm with my children, every time that I am doing what God says do, I have to get to that point to understanding that every time that we have something from God, not to neglect it, not to just leave it out there, not to just sit there and say, wait a minute, pastor, why, you know, why is this and that? And I'm going to say this, why is it so hard for them to make mistakes, but yet and still you come down on them so hard? Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. We want to come down on the youth so hard of them making mistakes, but you had four or five children for making your mistake. You had, you know, all of these ex-husbands and all this other stuff that you had a mistake but. You had all of this uh, ridicule and all of this strife because of the mistakes you made. Please don't do that. Please don't despise your youth. And also at the same time, the next generation, preserve them. Preserve them like no other. And at the same time, there is a generation that is coming in. It has yet, it is here where they're going to love on God. They're going to bust hell wide open. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Hmm. There are youth out there that love God and love his principles and love how God is. And they are going to be fine sharpened and they're going to sit there and they're going to tell you what this says the Lord and not even flinch. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. God, oh my God, you have to love that because at the same exact time, they are going hard for the word of God. And at the same exact time, you got to understand that God, you, man, you don't want to be a Saul out here. You don't want to be in your mindset that, oh, I, I have this, or I, I, I've got that, or I have this, or, you know, I have several of this or that, and, you know, I have this title, but yet and still, you still sitting up there funky, musty, and disgusted, and, and doing all this other stuff, and not doing what God says did. I said it. I said it. You want to sit up there and be funky, and musty, and disgusting. And still think that God is going to bless you. Still think that, oh, you know, I'm old. I've earned my title. Woo, hold up. Hold, hold up. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up. Hold up. Why is it that when you have climbed and done what you needed to do, and you get into this mentality, and I don't ever want to get in this mentality. I don't care how old I am in God. I don't want to get into that mentality that I've made it. I, I've gotten to this far, and I'm entitled. No, you ain't, baby. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. You ain't entitled to nothing. You ain't entitled to nothing. Dear Heavenly Father, that they need to understand God. They are not entitled to anything. God has it all. You ain't entitled to nothing. He lets you live. He lets you breathe. He lets you have the faculty of your limbs. He lets you. 
He lets you have children. He lets you have a home. He lets you have a job. He lets you have a degree that you got. He lets you have. He lets you have the success you have. Oh, y'all don't get twisted. Don't, please don't get it twisted because at the same time, God can sit there and take you from everything. Woohoo, come on now. Come on. And just recently I was I was listening to a podcast and I was looking at how one person which was a friend of his was saved and the other person famous person was not. And he sat there and he knew the value of who God was. And apparently he didn't know that enough. But the friend did. And see, they had, it's like, you know, God gives you that friend like Jonathan and David. That was Peter. And when God gives you that type of relationship with someone, and then you don't recognize him or you neglect to, to acknowledge who God was or is, don't you know God will remind you quick, fast, in a hurry. It's just like a slap in broad daylight on the, on the White House lawn. I said it. He will remind you of who you are and who you supposed to belong to. Oh, let me, oh, Lord, I was thankful. <laughs> no, let me say this. When you do God dirty, and you expect God to give you benefits because you are a apostle, preacher, teacher, pastor, prophet, whatever you are supposed to be in God, but yet it's still you treating people foul. Okay. Okay. And they still love on you and they still consider you a friend and they still have to sit there and say, God's will be done. You have vengeance, Lord, not not me. That's deadly. That's critical. That's like you are on life support. And God is the one that is holding the plug. Wait, 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 wait. what do you mean, pastor? Wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute, pastor. When you sit there and you disrespect God, and not just only disrespect God, but the person that sat there and was your friend from the very beginning, and you disrespect the one that they pray to and they, they, they sit there and they give their whole heart to. And mind you, this person is a little bit, this person is a seed is not seasoned. That's a youth. That's a person that is leaning and depending on God, no matter what. And this person sat there and said, while the person, when they did what they did, and they had the composure, the character, their character was still love, no matter what, because God still wants to love on them. And don't you know, he could have went off. He could have did this and this, but he held his composure as God went in on ham on this person. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to say this. Don't mess with your children. Don't mess with anybody else's children. Treat them the way that you want to be treated. 
love on them, take care of them, and know that once you speak something over that child or that young man and woman, it's going to come to fruition. And I'm telling you, when God sits there and says, no, it will not come to fruition, do not get upset when they come out successful, more successful than what you were. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. I have seen so many times where adults would sit there and speak over children and you don't even know the magnitude of how much you've hurt them, how much you've killed their very soul. And then at the same time, you have the audacity to say that I'm this or I'm that. You have no right, sir or ma'am. You need to go have several seats because apparently you've been smoking and drinking and having some crack cocaine that you think that God is not going to hear you. I'm going to say I said it. I said it. You have been on something and you need to get off of it. You have been on this kick of thinking that God doesn't see, but he sees. He knows. He knows what you've been doing. He knows that you've been putting your hands on this, this, this child or hurting this person or doing this or that. He knows. And then at the same exact time, when people sit there and they say something, say it. The way that God wants to say it. You'll be amazed of how much I had to honestly sit there and hold my tongue. And but then at the same time, God says, you know what? Tell them. Tell them in love and kindness that you ain't playing. Tell them in love and kindness who you are. Tell them in love and kindness because once you tell them who you are and whom you belong to. And they still want to be stupid. Guess what? It's my, no, it's, it's time over. You don't have to touch. No, you don't have to worry about it. I will worry about it. That's when my daddy comes in. I still remember to this day when my big mama, which is my grandmother comes in. And I told her what my, um, principal had said when I was in elementary school. And for her to be, you know, diabetic and she had both her legs amputated she still went across a desk and welled on a woman she hit her so bad she had welts on her eyes she did not play but see that's the thing some of us don't even get upset when someone says something to us that is critical in our lives some of us don't even flinch and then at the same exact time god says don't flinch I said, what God? They said, no, 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 no. Let them say what they want to say. And then at the same exact time, don't you know, vengeance is mine. So even if you don't even say anything back to them, your silence is so key. That saves me from a a whole lot of heartache and um, gray hair. (laughs) As a good friend told me, and she knows who, who she is why waste your time why waste your breath because the person that is talking like this is so ignorant they don't even know the magnitude of who they're talking to i am royalty i am of a priesthood i am of a peculiar people (laughs) 
Why are you despising your youth? I don't care how old you get. And I pray that you are able to go into all of these different numbers that God has blessed you in your life. But you know what? I am so eternally grateful for God being able to be in my life. For God taking care of my youth. For me to be able to give that to my children. And hopefully, and I pray that they give it to their children and to different, different generations. But don't you know, even when I am long and gone in God and resting in his word and resting in heaven, don't you know that I still want them to know that I'm a feisty old woman? Yeah, that's it. I'm going to be feisty. Because guess what? I've learned that the quiet ones don't make history. Wait, 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 wait a minute, Pastor. What do you mean? I have been living my life out loud. And people can approach me. And some people approach me with a mindset of little of me being little, of me being so beneath them. But when they start seeing or hearing me talk or my vernacular changes or some type of way, wait a minute, hold up. No, 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 no. And even then when God sits there and says, don't say nothing, pray for them because they have lost their mind. I've learned that God has me now saying very few things, but living in volume says a whole lot more about me. Let me say it one more time for the people in the back. Some people don't get it. My actions speak louder than words. Let your actions speak today. Don't despise what God has given you in your youth and today. I still say this is my youth. I still say I thank God for looking like 40, like looking like I'm still young. Looking like I still have some things to do. Looking like I have still things to learn. Looking like God is still elevating me. Looking like I can see. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I can hear. Yeah, the little shit that his voice. See, some people don't want to pick up that perfect pitch, that perfect volume, the frequency. I keep saying that. I said, God, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta preach that again. Cause it went over some people's heads the first time that I preached it. See the volume of who God is and the frequency. Some people don't even want to turn or tune in to who God is. That's part of being in the youth. It's part of knowing who God is. That's part of understanding that all the faculties, all the things that are going on with me. Don't you know, I thank God for the things that's going on with me because that's making sure that I'm still living and moving and have my being. I still have adversities. I still have People having the short mindset of me and that's okay because 
They were not in the room when God gave me my assignment. They were not in the womb (laughs) with me when God spoke over me. That's in Jeremiah. They were not and still not in the book when God written it about me. And yet still, he is still writing on me through me. And, and securing so much. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back because they think, wait a minute, hold up. God is still writing on me. In me. And I mean spiritually. He's still putting his whole entire signature of approval on me. And he's giving me so many gifts to do what he says do. I have to be able to be conscious of what I say and who I say it to. And then at the same exact time, the magnitude of my voice can sometimes be misconstrued. So I have to sit there and say, God's will be done. Not my will, but thine will be done. And it says it also that in the fourth chapter, And also in the 14th verse, neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the uh, parable. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Neglect not the gifts that is in thee. When God gave it to me, I want to use them all. Whether it is learning different languages, learning, learning how to be able to interpret the word of God, learning how to be able to do all these different things. It makes me feel good when my brain can be able to learn different processes and also to come back to the ones that I used to know. And then it comes right back into my mind. I don't know about you. But I know for me, as a human being, for me to educate myself, whether it is spiritual or natural, becomes a lifestyle for survival. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Y'all don't understand that the enemy, once you educate yourself on how the enemy is able to come at you, you won't sit there and get critically upset. Because then you start seeing a pattern. I start seeing a pattern in HEB when I was working there of someone that wasn't working. But I was putting that person to shame because that person's been there all these years. And here I come working faster and harder and longer because I know who God is. See, there are certain things that you got to understand and then try to embarrass me in front of people. No, God said not today. There are certain things that when you sit there and God gives it to you, you cannot slack off. You cannot say, wait a minute, hold up. I need to to take my time off. No, I got to be like Nehemiah. I got to be on the wall. I, I have to be on that wall because God placed me there. And I got to be able to sit there and I got to do, and don't sit there and look at other people doing it and don't participate. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. You don't want to participate, but yet and still you want to reap the benefits. Oh, God said, no, 
<laughs> I believe God is so cutthroat when he said no. No. Nope. Nope. No. Uh-uh. If you are wicked, you will not prosper. Uh-uh. Nope. Uh-uh. Nah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Why you say it like that, Pastor? Because God is like that. He tells me no all the time. He knows if I say something, no, nah, don't say that. Mm-mm. Tell him have a good day and be blessed. Okay, God. I, and especially with the emails. At least we can have emails now. Let me say that one more too. When you have an email and you can put down everything that you want, but then God tells you delete it. Ooh. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. Y'all, y'all never had that problem. Okay, it's just me. Or, or 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 a person comes over and they trying to be stupid with you or trying to be able to pick with you. See, that's the enemy. And the last time the enemy picked with me, I still won. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. Every time that the enemy is trying to mess with me, I start realizing that I'm still winning. And that means I'm going to get elevated. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. Y'all, y'all don't hear me though. Oh God, I had to learn that one. I, 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 ooh, I don't know about y'all. I had to learn that one. I had to learn that, you know, everybody is not for me. And once the enemy starts trying to pick at me and poke at me and, and trying to do this and that and take me off of my assignment, y'all. That's when elevation comes. That's when God is moving. That's when God is starting to realize that you're going to be faithful no matter what, like Job. So then you realize, wait a minute, why are they picking on me? Why are they sitting up here and saying I'm subservient? Why is it that you want me in a certain way, but God sits there and says, you know what? I don't want you in that way. I need you over here right now. And don't you know, later on, I'm going to elevate you because you've been faithful. I don't know who this is for. This is not prophetic. This is just telling the truth. Since some people put out memes. (laughs) What I'm saying is that. Do not despise your youth. Do not despise what God has planted in you. Do not despise and let your light glow out. Right. Illumination. Lord, I thank you. I've seen too many pastors in church and their light has came out. Do not despise how your, their light went out, but your light is still kindling. And then at the same time, they get mad because you're hearing from God and they are in the TV too much. Or they're on the phone too much. Or they're doing whatever they want to do too much. Don't despise the person that's working because you were sleeping. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Don't despise what God has given someone else. Why won't you sit there and say, God, give me a portion of what they have. Give me the portion, Lord. Let me be able to have my light to show shine before people and men that they will glorify my father in heaven. Why won't you do that? Instead of hating on them, getting upset and mad. Why won't you not be a Saul, but be a David? Ooh, pastor. That's a good one. Um, Yeah, let me put that in my notes. 
See, that's the thing is that we need to go ahead and be like David in his youth. And even when he was young, older, he was able to maintain that relationship with God and God loved him. That was the heart. That was his heart. But we don't, we want to sit there and go away from what we've learned from God and what we're supposed to be knowing and doing. Okay, y'all do that. No, I'm going to sit right here. I'm going to be like Mary. I'm going to be like Mary. In her youth, she sat down. Even when Jesus arrived and Martha, her older sister, you know, and she, Martha, let me just paraphrase. Martha got mad because Mary was sitting there and, and talking and listening to what Jesus, and Jesus said, you can't despise Mary for doing what was good. She was seeking the knowledge and wisdom because she knew he wasn't always going to be there. So when he came to the house, she wanted to make sure she understood the knowledge and the wisdom that was the capabilities of what was going on. Don't you know, don't despise what God has for you. And don't let people from now until eternity knock you off of what God wants for you. There's a reason why you are this way. There's reasons why you are so particular about being around this person or listening to this or doing that or, or not letting things come into your life or ascertain into your, your memory banks or have access to you. Y'all don't hear me though. See, there's a difference between sitting there and saying, well, this and that, but at the same exact time. God sits there and he lets you know who you are and whom you are. And at the same exact time, every time that your actions speak louder than words, because volumes keep coming in. I want to be able at 47 to still speak to someone that is 19 or 10 or, or two. I still want to be able to sit there and reach the youth because right now there's an attack on our children. There is an attack of how to be able to learn from and who God is. And you got all this saturation from media and, and technology and all this other stuff. But we want to still capture them because of who God is. And if we don't bring in the youth to God, that's another generation lost. And they say right now that, you know, statistics, so many children and adults are leaving church but don't you know if you're not living the holy church and you're not presenting your bodies as a living sacrifice unto God holy and acceptable then how can you be the church and go to the church when honestly you're supposed to be the light in the church which is you but you can't teach anybody else because you live in filthy and dirty oh y'all don't hear me though when you live in filthy and dirty, don't you know the innocent children? And I've seen my children say it all the time. Mama, they say things that, you know, us adults don't do. But they see it loud and clear and they will say it out and they will call it out. If you live in that right, they know it. If you're not praying, they know it. If you're not reading your Bible, they know it. If you are not doing what God says do, they know it and they will tell it. So please don't play 
with how you live in this life. Because your children will be the reflection of what they, what it's supposed to be. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. If you ain't living anything, you ain't doing what God says do and everything else that trickles down into the next generation. And then you get mad and upset because someone else's children are doing better than your children. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. You can take them to church, but if you don't have a relationship with God, don't sit there and get mad when they sit up there and start fussing and cussing and all this other stuff and their house is all tore up and your house is the same way. When you have demons living in your house, but you can't sit up there and cast nothing out. Let me calm down. When you can't even have the fortitude to do what you're supposed to be doing, but yet and still, you want your children to live a certain way. But yourself, sitting up there doing what you want to do. Okay, then, all right, have several seats. Lead by example, men and women of God. Love on your children. And for the youth, I love you. For the ones that are (laughs) young and young at heart, I love you. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. See, some of us that are 47 seasoned salt and pepper, what have you, shaking and baking, whether you are two to 92, young and young at heart, I love you because God loves us the same. And I don't think God looks at the age. He looks at how God, God looks at us on the availability and how we're willing to go and change. How, how we're willing to go and get up and do. And I don't know about you, but my whole entire generation is don't work, don't eat. That's what my big daddy used to say. Grand, granddaddy used to say, you don't work, you don't eat. And I used to remember shucking corn and picking cotton and going and having to do the fish and on my mama's lap and all this other stuff. See, some people are privileged. I wasn't that privileged. Hmm. But that created a work ethic in me. And I want that continue to my children. You don't want to spoil your children. But you want to help them to learn and live the way that God wants them to live. And if you don't know how, pray and ask God. And if you are yourself are having problems yourself. Why won't it start with you? Why won't you sit there and say, God, I'm having problems. And in my family, in the generations before, we were doing this and that. God, let it end with me. Let God, let it end with this generation, my generation. Let me be the example and the change that I need for my children. And it says in Romans 10, 9, and 10, that if thou shalt confess with the Lord thy mouth, Lord Jesus, excuse me, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Don't you know if we start doing what God says do? He will heal our land. But also at the same exact time, you need to watch how you talk to this generation that's coming. Because a lot of them are starting to become more and more like God and less and less like the world. They're more willing to accept and reject what they, a lot of people are saying. So 
I am praying. Dear Father in heaven, I'm asking you for the ones that are 2 to 92, Lord, even beyond. Lord, I'm asking you to bless the ones that are in the youth, Lord, and that we don't despise them, that we don't hurt them, that we don't despise our youth, that we don't despise what you planted in us. And also at the same time that we don't despise the next generation, God, that we lead them in the right way, that we do that is of you and be upright, Lord, and that we don't sit there and condemn and condone, but love them despite of so that they can find their way back to you. Lord, I'm asking you to bind up the enemy right now in the name of Jesus. I'm asking you as we shabak you, God, today, that we thank you so much for our youth, that we thank you so much for them going into the schoolhouses, going home, going into job positions, into various places, God. I'm asking you to bless them into colleges and university. Protect them, Lord. Put a hedge of protection around them. Crown them from the head of their, to the, to the head from the from the from the top of their head to the sole of their feet, Lord, I'm asking you to bless them right now in the name of Jesus to know you, God, and to turn their lives over to you. And even if they're the ones that right now that are existing, Lord, in their home, that is a toxic home, Lord, I'm asking you, Lord, to be able to preserve them even though that is going on. Keep them in the mindset of going to the church and loving on you and being able to be surrounded by your love and people that love them. God, I'm asking you that they are still being able to cover and be anointed of you. And when they are coming out of that home, that you are able to preserve them, keep them and have financial stability over them. Lord, I'm asking you, Lord, to bless each and every one of our youth on today. Lord, so many lives are being taken out Lord but I'm asking you to preserve them make them strong for you and let them have their mindset towards you let them know that we love them and we thank God for them and we know that there is going to be shift and change and that they go running towards you and say what must I do to be saved into this today's society and I thank you and I praise your name for everything you've done for us and I know that you are a comforter a healer and a deliverer right now in the name of Jesus I pray and I thank you amen and amen and I want to say thank you so much for listening. And if you like what you heard, please follow and subscribe. You can find me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon Music and Audible, Spotify and Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Samsung Podcaster, and also to YouTube. And make sure that when you see our platform that you leave a five-star rating. This will help us reach more people. And if you have any questions or comments, you can find me on Facebook at it is written Latanya L-A-T-O-N-Y-A-U-L-L-O-A. Once again, it is written at L-A-T-O-N-Y-A-U-L-L-O-A. And I want to say thank you. And thank you to Mr. Williams. I really do appreciate it. I'm giving him his shout out to him and his family for having an outstanding young man. And I thank you so much for listening on today.
And once again, do not despise your youth and what God has given you and all the gifts that God has given you. And do not despise the next generation, but teach them who God is and let them know that we are someone that love them and that we care about them. And I thank you so much for listening once again on today. For my listeners that have been with me from day one, I appreciate you. And for the ones that are just now starting to listen to me, oh my God, I thank you so much. But once again, da. oh my goodness, I am overwhelmed and full of who God is on today. You have a blessed day and be Always a blessing to someone else. Kanosamida, Annyeong.